not start with Super Bowl 57. As it kicks off, it's already going to be history-making. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts facing off. Guys, that is the first time ever there are two starting black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Shannon, what does this mean to you? Well, it means that we can do a lot of jobs if given the opportunity. Um, good, good, good response. <laughs> Skip, I think anytime it's the first. The first is always important. The first time someone ran a sub four minute mile. The first time someone scaled Mount Everest. The first time we put man on the moon. Mm-hmm. Anytime the first is the port is, is very important. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the last. We've had a lot of black, not a lot. We've had a few black quarterbacks start and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But never at the same time have we had two. A quarterback, black quarterbacks face off against each other. Mm-hmm. So I think he's had three wins. Three Super Bowl. Uh, okay. Doug Williams did yep. it first, I think, mm-hmm. in '87. Yep. Um, and then uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And no, Russell Wilson won it, and then Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So we're about to get the fourth. We just don't know who that fourth one is. And so, Skip, I think that's is, is common now. Uh, the NFL had a record: eleven black quarterbacks start a game this season. Obviously, the Broncos and, and the Ravens. We had they have black quarterbacks. You know, that start every single game. Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you had Kyler Murray start and think, so forth and so on, Skip. So I just think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a testament. I say I don't think we're surprised that Patrick Mahomes got back. But to see where Jalen Hurts came from, lost his job at Alabama. He couldn't throw the football consistently, accurately enough, ended up transferring, mm-hmm. got better at throwing the football. But not he didn't get to the point where he felt that he could be a, 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 a great be in this position. So he goes out, seeks help gets help, works on his fundamental, works on his footwork, and now you see where he is. You see the maturation process from where he was when he started at Alabama to where he left Alabama, goes to Oklahoma to see where he is as a starter now in the NFL, Skip. He's a top-ten quarterback in my estimation. And just because you don't throw for 5,000 yards and you're not the prototypical drop-back Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, that doesn't mean that you're not a top quarterback. He just does it in a, a different way. He's just not a he's not a guy that's probably going to throw for five thousand yards, but he'll probably throw for four thousand. Have you ten rushing touchdowns with another five to six hundred mm-hmm. yards rushing? So for me, Skip, I'm, I'm proud of the accomplishment. Um, it was something that I really like. Damn, when when it all came together, when when Mahomes finally won, I'm like, damn, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I was like, okay, damn. Oh. I, I, people not making a whole lot of fuss about it because I think we see it more often than what we used to. We Skip. do. Uh, I remember with Doug, and it was a big deal. And they asked Doug. Doug says, "Hell, I always been black. It just happened to be I'm in the Super Bowl. And then I just didn't become black because I got to the Super Bowl. I've been a black quarterback." Skip, I just, I, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just old enough to remember. And I hopefully, hopefully, these guys as they sit back and reflect on where they are. Think about all the black quarterbacks that didn't get the opportunity that they got. Good point. I think that's what's important. Um, These guys get an opportunity that a lot of guys didn't get that opportunity. They had to either switch positions. Warren Moon ended up having to go to Canada for five years, win five Grey Cups before he came back and got the opportunity to play in the league. So it just skipped. I'm proud. uh, uh, I'm proud for my community. These both both of these guys come from the black community. I'm pl- I'm proud for the National Football League that they they finally wised up and realized that these men can do the job. Jay, they just needed to be given the opportunity. And I think look, they're uh, from Shaq Harrison. You know Shaq, James Harris, Shaq. I, I know Shaq yep. very very well. But just to have this, a uh, Doug. But what Doug was able to do, Skip. Doug really look. He wasn't the first, but you got to do something significant. Him winning the Super Bowl, which is the ultimate prize, yep. showed that a black man had the capabilities, not only physically, mm-hmm. but mentally, 
to withstand the rigors of that position, stand tall when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. And so it was Doug that should be given the credit because he was the first, not, not the first black quarterback, but he was the first to win the Super Bowl. Because once he did that, they were like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. They weren't supposed to be able to process information fast enough. They weren't mm. supposed to be able to be mentally strong enough to withstand it. We know physically they can, yep. but what about mentally? Yep. Because that is the ultimate mental position. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. I'm proud. I can assure you the community is very, very proud. Well said. Now, let me frame my perspective with my history because I feel like I was blessed to be or privileged to be or just lucky enough to be on the cusp of this because I was working out here for the L.A. Times 1977 and I saw this coming or so I thought right. it looked like Doug Williams at Grambling State right. University was going to be the first overall pick in the draft because he looked like he was the best quarterback in college football. Were you already out here when Shaq was starting for the Rams? I was and I got to know him well. So I was <laughs> I, I got both worlds. Okay. okay. But I convinced the L.A. Times to send me to Grambling for an entire week leading up to their game at Prairie View okay. with Coach Rob, the great Eddie mm -hmm. Robinson. And I spent much of the week around Doug Williams in his dorm room just hanging out with him. And I was taken by his presence and his stature. What, what do we give Doug? 6'4", maybe? 6'4", yeah. yeah. but, but he was prototypical yeah. pocket thrower. Yeah. Straight and, drop back. And, and straight drop back. And, and we're not talking about the classic running black quarterback. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about he can do what all the white quarterback, the great ones, have always done. He can drop back and he can rocket arm it. Yes. And I'm saying, well, this is it. Right. Here it is. So I did a big blowout piece. They stripped it across the top of the sports section, both on him and then Coach Robinson. And I waited and I waited and he fell and he fell and he fell in that next draft all the way down to 17th. He did go in the first round, right. but he did not go one or two. Right. He went all the way down to Tampa Bay at 17th. Mm -hmm. And you know the rest of the story. It took a while and he had to change teams to Washington, but 1988, so it was 11 years later, he broke through and won the first ever Super Bowl right. won by a black quarterback. And Doug was built to last where he had a certain – you, you got to have some mental toughness yeah. to do this. I'm not saying it was Jackie Robinson, but it, but it was in the ballpark, yeah. right? Right. Meanwhile, I'm going through it with Shaq Harris, the great James Harris in, in L.A. And this was in some ways even tougher because he was breaking through as a starting black quarterback. Right. Yeah. And he was under fire yes. because you, you make one slight mistake and it's like oh, – They blew in and they want the backup okay. to come in. All right, so I'm going to frame all this with the fact that as I was writing my Doug Williams piece, I called several GMs just to get the, the take on what, what where, where's he going to go in the draft. Yeah. A very prominent GM, whom I will not name, told me, to your point that you just made, that he did not think Doug Williams would be the first overall pick or even a first-round pick because the black quarterbacks, and I'm going to quote him, as he said, do not have the mental capabilities to succeed at our level, at our level. Well, I was like, really? I, I just spent a week around him, and I thought, I think he's going to be just fine. Right. Trust me on this. He's going to be just fine. James Harris was was a quiet man, and he had a hard time dealing with the media because it was just a barrage right. of L.A. media right. around the Rams. They right. were more of a running team than a throwing team. Right. But and he was a drop back. He, he was straight drop back right. in the same idea, right. yeah. but with, with a cannon of he an came arm. from Grambling also. He did. He came from <laughs> Grambling also. But, but they're trying to shatter the – you know, they're right. trying to break through, 
and do what all the white quarterbacks had always done. Right. I'm, we're doing it at least as well as you, if not a little right. better than you. Right. No, 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 we, we, we're not ready. Right. And there was Marlon Briscoe. Briscoe. And, he was the first full-time yes. starter, but he was more athletic. He, he was, was more of a mobile quarterback that moved it around. Okay. And then you had uh, Joe Gilliam. Up in Pittsburgh. Yes, he was. And, Broadway and Joe. He, he was at Tennessee State hey. when I was at Vanderbilt. Yes. And, and he was going back and forth with Terry Bradshaw and starting for the Steelers Correct. in Terry's early, early years. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. But once the floodgates opened on the black quarterback, I, I feel like they opened pretty heavily yes. here because – all of a sudden, I look down at the list of, of black quarterbacks now taken over the, in no, the first no, no. round. Or just, let's just do oh, we, we, can, we can do both. We okay. can do the first overalls and the first round. Right. There are 29 total that have gone. I'm sorry, 25 total have gone in the first round. Okay. It's pretty good. And every year it gets a little more and a little more and right. a little more. And the first overalls, just to remind everybody, we got our man Michael Vick. Hey. He was the first, if I'm not mistaken, black quarterback selected number one overall. Okay. Jamarcus Russell didn't work out, but he went number one overall. Cam Newton did work out. He went first in 2011. Jameis has been a little hit and miss, but he went first overall in 15. And then Kyler, we we don't know the outcome of Kyler. But he did win offensive rookie of the year, same as Jameis. He did, and he's made two Pro Bowls. Correct. So so I I would call Kyler a success. I know he's had his issues in Arizona, but he is a success story so far. And he obviously went number one overall. And then we go back to some of the early first-round picks. You, you, you competed against Steve McNair. I did. Just, I think he went third overall. He did go third overall. And Achilles Smith, mm-hmm. that, uh, Steve McNair was 95, 99. Achilles Smith went third win. overall and didn't work, work out. out. Uh, I missed uh, Andre Ware was the Heisman winner. He came out my year 90. I think he went he seventh to Detroit. He did. You got it. Good memory. Very good memory. And was, was okay yeah. but not great. Right. But still, it, you can see it coming. Then Donovan, Don McNabb, two obviously, was number two in 99. And, and then, really, here it went. And just this past year, just for the record, I counted up 19 black quarterbacks who started games in the mm-hmm. National Football League. 19 different black quarterbacks right. started games. Right. I would say that's progress. I, I would say that's, that's a good number. And as, as we project forward... This coming draft, it's going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, 1-2 or 2-1. Now it's starting to lean towards C.J. off off the game that he played, uh, obviously, in in the national semifinal. I guess guess they missed that game that that, uh, Bryce Young played in the SEC Championship against Georgia. I guess they missed that when he threw for 400-plus, but okay. They're both really good, (laughs) and I would be very happy to have either one as my going-forward face of the franchise starting quarterback. Okay, so they're going to be the first two overall selections. So – my point is, we have come a long way. We have. But if we frame it against what's happened to blackhead coaches as we speak, even though we think <laughs> D'Amico Ryans is going to get a job, yeah. you're pretty sure, right? Yes. Are, are we yeah, very sure? Very sure. Okay. Very sure. Okay, we should be I'm very a, sure. I won't say 100%, but I will say okay. 99.9. Well, well, every time we talk about blackhead coaches, I, I'm afraid to go to 100% because yeah. I never know because I thought Steve Wilkes was like 99%, and that was not true. Right. Mike Tomlin. Todd Bowles, Mike McDaniel. Yep. Three. Yes. Okay. And yet 19 black quarterbacks started games last year, but we still have only three head coaches. Right. It's just hard to reconcile those two numbers right. to me because we're doing pretty well over here. Right. Not great, but pretty well with the black quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. We are going backward with the black head coaches. Yes. Help me out. Yes. What is happening? 
Well, I thought Skip once Tony Dungy broke through and won the champion, won the uh, won the Super Bowl, and yep. he was the first. He went against his good friend Lovey yep. Smith, who was on his staff. Uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be more opportunities. And then a few years later, Mike Tomlin breaks through and he wins it. You thought the floodgates were open, but it, it hadn't happened. It's kind of like what we thought with, with Tiger Woods playing golf. We thought we were going to see a whole lot of blacks on the circuit. Boy, and, I did. Uh, on the tour. After it, 99? Poof. I mean, uh, I'm 97. I'm 97. 97. And the only yeah. one I can really think of is Howard Barner. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. it. No. So, Skip, look, I, I just – like you said, there's going to be two more coming to the uh, – mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some more black quarterbacks, but we think that uh, C.J. and Bryce Young will be uh, selected in the top five picks. Yep. Um, and so if we've come a long way. Is there more work to be done? Sure. Uh, I think the guys have shown, I think, from Patrick Mahomes to Dak and to, to, to Russell Wilson, not so much last year, but in the past, that when given the opportunity, they can do the job. And they can do the job at a very, very high level. And that's what you – sometimes, Skip, it just takes an opportunity. It's like you giving me an opportunity. I was the first athlete to sit across from a full-time journalist or an ex-full-time journalist yep. and debate topics. Yep. You guys covered all these sports. You went to Lake Placid and mm-hmm. covered the Winter Olympics. You went overseas. It's uh, funny so- you picked out Lake Placid. <laughs> it's like my least favorite place I ever went in my life, but I was there. You you was there. Yeah, yeah. And so you probably saw Eric Heiden. You yep, saw the gold I medal did. of the Olympic team mm-hmm. win the gold medal. I you did. probably in Seoul. So you covered all of these events, but you gave an athlete an opportunity to talk about something other than the sport he played. That is so true. it was it was up to me to show that okay, I got to do my I got to hold in because if I don't yep. do it and everybody knows that really knows me knows that I have a vast knowledge about a lot of different things. You do. If I can't do it, well who in the hell can? That is true. And so sometimes someone has to give you an opportunity and then said person that received opportunity has to take full advantage of it. And what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity or the black coaches for it, and we'll talk about I'm sure we'll get to uh, as the high end cycle picks up, we'll talk about the black coaches. But what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity, everything is around them and they give them like what they what you see what they do. They go out and they get, get, get Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and Higgins was already there so he can succeed. Yep. A lot of times he will succeed just as their white counterpart has. That, that is correct. So, to me, what we see happening here is that let's take it all the way to the top, white ownership yeah. and, and many times white general managers. Mm-hmm. They are seeing that black quarterbacks can win them a lot of football games. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so they're saying, oh, I, he's doing it over there and they're doing it over there. Maybe I should get me a black quarterback. Exactly. And that's why we have this breakthrough because they are succeeding at the highest levels. Yes. And this is nothing but great because this will continue to open minds to, well, maybe maybe I should. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we get more. We got Rand Carthon, who's now mm-hmm. the general manager no. in Tennessee. Good one. And arguably one of the greatest general managers ever, Ozzie Newsom. I think he just might be <laughs> and the we greatest. Saw, Skip, remember what Bill Nunn did in the Steelers in the early 70s. He did. He revolutionized. But he, but he went to the HBCUs. Yes. Yeah, and, and he knew where, all, where everything was that, that was off the beaten track yes. for the NFL. A lot of the 70s, okay. a lot of those teams, your Cowboys lived, uh, Tech oh, Stram lived they? at black colleges. Well, Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt, Gil Brandt yeah, did, Gil, yes. Gil. On the other front, on the black head coaches, we see again and again and again that the white owners – are not that comfortable because they, they, they want to have a, a very close working relationship. Right. And it's not, I, I'm not saying they're racist. I'm just saying they're culturally not inclined right. to want to associate right. a, 
at at great length with with an African American head coach right. because it's just not who it's not how they're built. Right. You know, I I don't want to have I don't want to socialize with this guy again. I'm not. It, it's not going over the line of racism. Right. It's just how they are how they were raised how right. they were built. So we're we're down to three and we hope we're going to have four. But right. it's 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 looking pretty dim on that front right, right now because it comes down to. Not it's it's not so much about winning. It's about associating right right in the end. And that's been the the roadblock for a lot of black coaches to get head coaching jobs. Mm -hmm. The the assistants are fine. We're we're fairly well stocked with the assistants, but not with the. Well, the thing what they'll do, Skip, is that they're black. This is what will make you uh, uh, assistant head coach. Yeah. We'll give you a fancy title. Yeah. Give you a little bit more money, but it's not the title. Yeah, I got it. Which brings me back to a young man that you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, who is dear to my heart. Yep. I've been a big fan for mm-hmm. a long time. I'm an even bigger fan of, of what he just overcame and achieved, to your point, because he is also shattering this mold of, oh, you're just a running quarterback. Right. A lot of people wrote him off in his first year. Eh, okay, so you can run some. And, and he's not a flashy runner like Lamar is. No, 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 but, no. But, but he is an effective runner Correct. because he's a smart runner and he's a strong runner. But this past offseason, you know and I know, he just said, okay, you got in the lab. watch this. Mm-hmm. And, boy, he went to work. He came out here with my friend Tom House at USC. How do I do this? Rebuild me. Re- restructure my mechanics. Right. Show me the right way to right. do this. You taught Brady. You taught Breeze. You taught him just about all of them. Yes. Show me. And he worked. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work and, and a lot of, of extreme dedication that, that a, a lot of young players just don't have in their right. hearts. I'm talking about white, black, whatever color right. they are. They just don't have it. They have better things to do at that age than that. Especially as, as you get older, it gets harder for us yep. to learn new things. I think the thing that I love most about Jalen Skip, because this is what will happen. You can learn something new. But when you get in a stressful situation, you'll revert back to what you That's a great point. I agree. Feel comfortable with. For whatever reason, even when in the most stressful situations, he has not reverted back to his By the way, quick point on that. My friend Tom House always talks, or used to talk about Tim Tebow that way because he taught Tebow in the offseason. He said, I promise you, I could have lined up Tim Tebow with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Carson Palmer and you name them down the line. And they could all throw at the same time and you you wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup because his delivery looked pure to me when he's out here at USC throwing right. against air. Right. 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 Get him under duress. And, and what re- starts happening? he'll revert back to what he feels comfortable okay, with. I got it. Go ahead. No, and yeah. So Jalen yeah. went to the lab, Skip. Yeah. He worked on it in, in stressful situations. The motion hadn't changed. It hasn't changed. He achieved at the highest level. It's why I fought for him to be the MVP. I can't do his numbers versus the Star Wars numbers that Patrick put up. And so he's going to be the runaway winner, especially because Jalen finally got hurt at Chicago. But what he achieved intangibly impact on that franchise, I think he changed their culture. And I, I think he... Just on his leadership and pure will, I think he helped lift. It's a, obviously oh, yeah. a talented football team, but he helped lift them into the spot that they're in right oh, now as the Super Bowl slight favorite. And he allowed to get a big old I'd payday. Say, I'd say. And he, hey, he might get $200 million for yeah. the guarantees. Yeah, and his left tackle is now campaigning all over Twitter. Pay the man. Well, 
I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he has earned. Oh, he's about to get paid. He's about to yep. get paid. Okay, here we go. Way to go. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Certainly some weight to this one, right, guys? We're yes. going to get to Tom Brady and his retirement announcement. Let's do that right now this morning. Here's the video post. Check it out. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So... I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Wow. All right, Shannon. This time, is he really retiring for good? When it seems like there's something going on with February 1st, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think it was last year. One year ago today. One year ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, Skip, I do think it's for real, just because how the season played out. I think the finality of it, I think last season weighed a lot. Skip, he had started to look gaunt. And I, I don't know if what happened off the field, had that been brewing, um, weighed on his mind. It had to have weighed on his mind. And then the season not going according to Tom is always a football season for Tom Brady has always pretty much gone according to plan. Even if they didn't win the Super Bowl, skip, That's true. he played well. Yep. I Last agree. year yep. he didn't play well. They didn't go to the Super Bowl, and he had all the things going on with him off the field. And just listening at his voice and as it start to break, you see the hurt, the pain. That you know what? It's over. This 23-year 23, 23 ride that I've been on, and it's been great. And you're probably never going to see another ride quite like mine ever in your life in the NFL. is over. It's come to a stop. And it's tough. 
it's tough to walk away from doing from something to skip that you absolutely love. He absolutely loved everything about the game of football. He loved watching film. He loves meetings. He loved the, obviously you love the game. You love to hear the roar of the crowd. He loved being around his teammate in the locker room, on the bus ride, on the planes. And that's over. You're never gonna, it's never gonna be like that again, Skip. I don't care if you play a thousand rounds of golf. You can play with Michael Jordan. You can play with Tiger Woods. It's not going to be the same what you had in the locker room. That camaraderie ain't yep. coming back. Yep. You can call the guys and talk to them, but it's not. But, Skip, this year weighed on him. And you can tell, Skip, from the opening snap, Skip, he was highly agitated. Yeah, Tom is a fierce competitor. We get that. But the, but the, the, going, the volatility in which he displayed early on, I like Skip, he, he, he's very, very agitated. Things didn't go well right out the gate. Yeah, they look good to open the night. But after that, open the night and then the what? The second to the last game of the season when they played Carolina. But everything in between did not go the way Tom Brady envisioned. And he just come to the realization, it's going to be a bad look for me to start all of a sudden. I need to go to a team that has an offensive line like Philly, that can run the ball like Philly, that have skill position like the Dolphins. That ain't what Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the missing ingredient. He didn't need to go somewhere, Skip. It's like, well, if everything is perfect, Tom can fit right in. And he's like, you know what? Once he surveyed the landscape, he's like, man, come on. Man, I'm 23 years old. My kids are in school. I promised them last year, and I reneged on that promise. He's like, man, let me get my butt up out of here. Let me find some time. V is starting to do things. She's starting to be, become more active in sports. My sons, man, let me be a part of their life. Mm. The thing my marriage ended, nah, it's time for me to be a full-time dad, not a part-time dad. They've supported me throughout my career. Now it's time for me to turn that tape, turn the tables and support them. I know it's hard, Tom. It's very hard. I can hear the crackling as your voice starts to yeah, break when you say the finality yep. of my career is over. But I think this is the right thing to do, Skip. And if you watched him, if you watched him this season, I think most people realize that, yeah, Tom, it's time to hang it up. Mm. Okay, I hear everything you just said. I will say that as opposed to last year, when I pushed back on this day last year, right. I said, I don't get this, and I'm not, I'm not trusting it. This feels permanent to me because of what did and did not happen this year mm -hmm. on the football field. And what did happen off the field to Tom in his personal life. Yeah. And it played out so publicly. It did. I'll, I'll start with that. Knowing how much he does care about his kids, obviously. Everything changed when he went through his divorce. Because everybody was trying to assume last year, well, Giselle needs him home because she's always been there and she's <laughs> always had to do the kids and do all right. the, the home life right. to preside over it. And, and she had made it clear, I need him home with me now mm -hmm. because I've been doing this for a long time. Yep. Well, all of a sudden, there's no more two-parent household. Mm -mm. It's over. So I think he's even more compelled than ever to be there for his kids because they need him more than ever because there's not mom and dad at Correct. home. They're, they're going to share. I'm not sure about how right. the custody goes, but they're going to share their children. Well, there's a video online yep. that they were at school in Miami and he was looking at schools. I don't okay. know if they had already enrolled the kids in school or they're looking yeah. at the schools, but okay. he was there at the, right. at the parent day. All right. And yet I hark back to the long ago quote from his father who said to the New York Times, 
at some point they're going to have to put a straight jacket on my son and pull him off the football field because he's not going to go quietly. Well, he just went pretty quietly, even though ESPN reported just this past Sunday that at least two teams were very interested in signing Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and there may have been more than the two. the two. So it's not like he didn't have options. You, you said last year, remember, you were a little miffed. Well, they, they didn't. The, the league didn't make him retire. They right. didn't finally shut the door and say, no, nope, right. nobody wants you anymore. Right. They did want him. Somebody wanted him. Two or three or whatever teams wanted him. No, I wanted the league to make it. I want the guys to hit him so hard. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't want to do this anymore. That's it. I don't want to do this anymore because that's what happens to every other (laughs) human who plays this sport. Especially the quarterback. Okay. But now, as a longtime supporter of his, I don't know him off the field at all. I I don't have any personal connection with him at all. Mm -hmm. But just as a believer in him as a football player. Right. It was starting to to smell wrong, to taste wrong to me that Tom Brady was suddenly going to become, once again, a mercenary quarterback chasing one last ring. Yeah. Am I going to chase it to the Raiders in Las Vegas? Am I going to chase it all the way back to the Bay Area the where Bay. I grew up, to the San Francisco 49ers? Would they have me? Would they, would they stoop to have me, the Shanahans, for one year as a stopgap? as they try to get Brock Purdy healthy again and see what they have in Trey Lance or trade Trey Lance. That was the, the runaway conjecture, the speculation was, that looked like, oh, well, he's almost gift-wrapped to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, how, how long are you going to chase? If you're the GOAT, which, which I believe it's, it's no doubt runaway GOAT, mm-hmm. then how many times do you chase another ring? Right. How many more places do you go? Because at some point... People are like, oh, here we go again. Right. 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 Exactly. Okay. But, but Skip, when you say that, let me ask you this. Let's just say for the sake of argument, Tom Brady goes somewhere and he wins another ring. Does that change the way you think of him? So what, he's a bigger GOAT? He's the, 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 he's the, the five, six, seven-time GOAT? He is Tom Brady. Every record, passing record that you can possibly have, every playoff, whatever measure you want to use for a player in a team sport, he has it. Okay. So what could he do I got that it. would change what Skip Bayless thinks of him? It's just who he is, how he's built, what makes him happy. Clearly, if you could have played another 10 years, you would have played another 10 years, but you just <laughs> couldn't. It happens to every mortal who plays this game. At some point, your body betrays you yeah your psyche betrays you and it just says i can't do this yeah. it's just too hard yeah right yes especially skill okay. skill you got to run yeah. you got to be able to run i mean tom was never reliant on his legs no, no so what stuck in my craw was can he really walk away from eight and ten because that's what they finished yeah. this year eight mm-hmm. and ten yeah can you really walk away from pretty much getting blown off your home field by my Dallas Cowboys, a team that you had owned, a team that you were 7-0 and against. Right. Can you say, that's my swan song game? Can you live with that going forward? Because it's not Brady-esque to right. do that. So that's why I thought, well, maybe he'll say, okay, I need one last to Ross somewhere, but, and I got to right the wrong of 8-10. and 10. But here's the thing. Okay, you say, how can he live with 8-10? and 10? What's to say he's not 5-12 and 12 next year? Okay, well, say he's well, certainly. Not okay, well, you, you could make that case. I think he started then, to look at it like okay, that, too. But then I look back on how did he finish in the end? How did he finish? Well, you, you pointed out when all the chips got pushed to the middle of the table in a terrible division nonetheless, but when the chips got pushed, 
And they had a home game against a very hot Carolina team with a head coach who still should be their head coach and Steve Wilkes because they had rallied back around him and they were on a late season roll on on both sides of the ball, running the football especially and playing top 10 defense over their last six games of the year. Right. What did he do to that top 10 defense? He destroyed it. He threw for 432 yards and he hit Mike Evans with three home run touchdown bombs that flipped the script in that game because they were in trouble losing that. They were down 14 to nothing. Then they were down again, whatever it was in the, the third quarter, yeah. um, fourth, early fourth quarter, they were down 21 to 14. I think this is when you know it's time. Yeah. You said Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, but you mm. can't remember a throw in which he made in mm. any of those Super Bowls. Now you go back, you can remember a game. Tom Brady played all these years. There is never a game that you can remember mm. in his career where Tom Brady did this, this, and this. This season, you can remember one game. Mm -hmm. That lets you know the greats, you don't remember a particular okay. game because they've been great for so long. Okay. Every game seemed like it was damn near great. Okay, but you said that he played horrible the whole year, but 432 and three touchdowns without an interception is pretty great to yeah, me. In a game for all the division marbles, that, that's something you can hang your helmet on and say, I'll hang on to that going forward. If right? you want to say, okay, 17 games. If I give you the first game, they won 19-3. If I give you the game they played in Munich, uh, uh, they beat mm -hmm. Seattle, they 26-21. Yep. And I give you the and I give you the game against Carolina. That's three games okay. in which you said Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady okay. out of 17. Okay, but obviously nothing worked out, as you said. I thought they were going to be really good, and the offensive line never came back together and started to get hurt with both the tackles. Right. So they fell to 24th in pass block win rate. Well, when you're 45 years of age and you're fairly immobile, you're going to have a hard time if you're 24th because his needs to be top five in pass block win yes. rate, and then you're going to have something because he can still throw. There's nothing wrong with his arm. There was no diminished arm talent. You saw what he did against Carolina. You saw the three bombs to Mike Evans. There's right. nothing wrong with the arm, but you have to have another second to yes. throw those kinds of passes. Yeah, but Skip, I mean, there are not very many offensive lines that can give you an opportunity to hitch and then double hitch mm -hmm. and throw the ball. Normally, when you hitch okay. once, that ball needs to come know, but, out but or you're going to get shot. 24th, you're, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. Yeah. A, a, a whole lot of – Patrick Mahomes would have a hard time with the 24th yeah. pass block win rate. The receivers as a group this year, there was no Gronk. I thought he was going to come back. He called them. They had discussions, and he decided, no, they, they don't have any salary cap left for me, and I don't want to do this for free as much as I love Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. it for free. So there was no Gronk. You had two rookie tight ends. You had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin coming off of knee reconstruction. They're not speed receivers. No. They're, they're not – Mike can trick you and run by you, mm -hmm. as we saw against Carolina. That's Carolina's fault. But the point is, they fell to a passing, uh, a pro football pass, I'm sorry, receiver grade of 19th overall right. in, in receiving core grade. Well, it's, it's not good enough. And then the, the run game, what's, we're going to talk about Sean Payton here in a minute going to your Denver Broncos, mm -hmm. but what is his big mantra? We have to improve running the football to protect our quarterback. That's yeah. the quote from him yesterday. Right. Well, Brady's 
run game protected him zero because right. it was dead last in the NFL. Okay, so that's not working. And then the defense that had helped carry them right. to the Super Bowl victory over Patrick Mahomes, were going back to, it was just terribly inconsistent. And I thought it hurt that Todd Bowles, who I still consider the best defensive coordinator in football right now, became the head coach. And what happens is it dilutes your ability to, to focus just on the defense. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you're struggling in every area. The defense can't have your back, and it went from bad to worse. But what's the big picture of it? Well, what, what, what can he – I'm trying to rationalize how he's thinking about this. In the second half against Dallas, he didn't exactly fold his tent and go home because he just kept on flinging. He threw for 255 in the second half right. against my Dallas Cowboys, which they, they were a top-five defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you saw what they did at San Francisco against the kid Brock Purdy. They were pretty good. There was no 255 yards passing in the second half of that game. And then let's see if if we can. Let's see what happened at the end of this game for Tom Brady because he throws one to Mike Evans at the two-minute warning that would have actually made the game somewhat interesting. This is to Mike Evans. And I thought, boy, it hit him right in the fingertips. Usually Mike catches that ball. Mm-hmm. I, I consider that by his standards a drop. It is a drop. Okay? So if, if he hangs on, that would have given Brady, just in the second half alone, 306 yards passing against right. Dallas. Uh, you, you can argue empty calories, but yes. you, like they're, they're down and out. But that would, have made, that would have presented an onside kick possibility for them to miraculously get back in the game. Well, he's had a few miracles that he's made in his mm-hmm. career. Okay, so instead of that being 306 yards – then he, he throws, the, if we'd see the next pass, uh, this is, this is going to be his last completion. So this is what you're going to have to hang on to for Tom Brady. This is to Julio Jones. And I kind of love this because Julio is wide open on this play. It went for 12 yards. I, I love it that he completed a pass to one of the great receivers we've ever had in this yeah. game. I think that's a That'd great be a trivia. Right? That'll be a trivia question okay, one but, day. But I, I do love it it went to Julio because he recruited Julio to come help, and Julio couldn't stay healthy all year. Right. right? Okay, then let's see the very last pass because now it gets to fourth down. It's fourth and six at the 35. This is a minute and 12 left. And unfortunately, this is the last pass that Tom Brady threw in his career. This is it, and it's just a little high and hard for Julio, and he couldn't get his hands up to snatch it. Right. Okay, so that's – I'm, I'm going to presume at this point that's the last ball Tom Brady ever threw in the National Football mm-hmm. League. You just saw it right yes. there. That's the one you're going to put in the time capsule. Okay, what else does he have to hang on to, to walk away from? Well, he has to know in his heart, okay, I did break my own record this year for yeah. attempts and completions. Yes. Well, it's, it's not great because you went 8 and 10. And they're, they're having to just throw the fire out of it because they can't run the ball at all. Mm-hmm. You can say they abandoned the run. Well, they just decided they couldn't run it. So here we go. And, and he, he completes the most balls ever completed in the history of the league. Yes. Trust me. He's clinging to that. Like, okay, I still have that as, as a last sign of respect. I did do that, and so it makes it slightly easier for him to walk away saying, well, I did break the all-time completion record. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that because Tom Brady was never defined by numbers. Remember when Peyton Manning was putting up the Star Wars numbers, Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls, and everybody yep. said, I'd rather have Super Bowls than the Star Wars numbers. Okay. Now, so we can't, we can't chain move, move the needle for Tom because he didn't win and says, well, he did throw to complete the most passes. He did have the most pass okay, attempts. I, I got it, but I'm just talking about how does he justify in his mind not needing a straight jacket to pull him off the field he made this choice he said okay I, I can walk away from what well 
He, it, trust me, he doesn't love the 8 and 10. Right. He did have the 432. He had a decent second half against Dallas, and he broke his own record for completion. So he's trying to justify or rationalize in his mind, at least I did that I at think, 45. I think he justifies in his mind, Skip. I can't do this on a consistent yeah. basis. And that's what – and I said, I said the thing is, as, we, as you start to age as an aging player, Skip, you can sum it up here and there. But it's the consistency. Tom Brady, Skip, we never worried about Tom Brady. We, we could always, we never focused on one game. Well, he did this one game. Tom Brady was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 yep. games of consistency. 300, 350, three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yep. We, Skip, I mean, the only thing we got to hang our hats on, is if we really look at it, is one game. Yep. The 432, three, four touchdown games against Carolina. That is not how Tom Brady wants to be remembered. That's not how he wants to be measured. But there are not many mortals who can throw for 432 in a game for all the marbles in the division. Trust me, there aren't. There, even playing right now, as young as you want to go, yeah. it's hard to do that oh, yeah, against yeah. that defense. Yeah, yes, but Skip, here's the thing, though. What about all the 199s, the 200s yeah. that he threw for? Okay. Well, again, terrible pass blocking, no run game, average receivers, no Gronk, no AB. It was a long, hard year, and I think it took a, an emotional toll oh, yeah. on him, as did trying to go through a divorce mm-hmm. and, and finalize it during the football season. Yeah. Oh. And I, I, enough is enough. And, again, I don't think there's any way that a team could call him next week or the next week and say, hey, I think you've done. we need you. I, I think it's over and out. I think he just told you that and what he posted. Yeah. I did the big retirement speech last year, so you only get one of those. So I'm not going to do it this time, but it's over. I think last year, Skip, he he like he retired, but he looked at his season. Yeah, I threw for 5,000 yards. I led the league in touchdown passes. Why am I walking away again? I think when he looks back now, what is he looking back saying, okay, why am I continuing to play? Yeah. Looking at his play, he evaluates himself. If he's honest with himself, yep. looking at himself this past season versus a year ago, you can yeah. understand why. Okay, but remember, coming off last year, his peers in this league, all the younger players in this league, all younger than, than he, they voted him the best player, not the best quarterback, the best player in the whole league coming into his final season. Right. Well, you got that to hang on to, yes. right? And that's why I kept arguing last year, I don't see how he's done yet because he's playing at too high of a level because he was coming off a game in which – they lost what I'm sure he considered a heart crusher, not heartbreaker, yeah. at home mm-hmm. to the team that was about to go win Ram. the championship. Mm-hmm. And you did fall behind, but you roared back. You scored 24, I'm sorry, yeah, 24 unanswered points, right, mm-hmm. to get it to 27 all. Yes. And they blew a defense. They blew a, a blitz. Half of them got blitz. Half of them didn't get blitz. And they let Cooper Cup, the triple crown winning receiver, run right down the middle of the field, wide open, uncovered, to catch a little pop fly pass for a walk-off field goal. Yep. Okay, so that's what killed his soul last year, and that's what drove him to say, I'm unretirement. I, I got to come back because I have, what was his line? Unfinished business. Yep. Well, this year it didn't work out for he him didn't come to back finish his business. So I do, I hurt for Tampa because <laughs> he went down there in a pandemic year and turned the Suckineers into the championship right. Buccaneers in his first year. Well, <laughs> It forced you and I to make Tampa Bay Buccaneers games must-see TV yeah. because we, we had no choice. We right. had to watch, what, what's Brady going to do next? Yep. Okay? So for the last three years, have you missed one snap of a Tampa game? No. I doubt it. No. 
uh, going forward next year, uh, you might miss some snaps of Tampa Everybody Bay. Everybody going to miss some snaps. <laughs> I think so because <laughs> I don't know where they're going to turn. Right. Are they going to go to Kyle Trask or, or Blaine Gabbard or and what? They, and they got a lot of big ticket do- uh, oh, high man, guys man, that's getting are. on up there in age. Man, it just it kind of leaves you high and dry for the moment. Here. Yes. So I- anyway. I will miss him. I don't know that you will, but I will. And well, we do. Yeah. well, we know we're gonna have at least one topic a week. I yeah. mean, a day to talk about him because yeah. he's good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> he's gonna do something that we must talk about. Right. Tom Brady. And at some point down the road, obviously, we will welcome into the, him into the Fox family right. in some as yet undetermined role. But yeah. but that's somewhere down the road. Skip, it's like if debate TV had been in effect yeah. with Jordan. Mm-hmm. You, you think there could have been a game that Jordan played that somebody we weren't going to talk about him at least once? He's <laughs> Mike. He's Tom. That was it. <laughs> or Brady, however you want to yeah. address it. I mean, he should go by one name. He should be either Tom or Brady. But you know who he is. Yes, we do. Guys, he posted that retirement video less than an hour and a half ago, and it already has over 6 million views. Goodness. Tom, we wish you the very best. Yep. Congratulations on an amazing career. When it comes to travel, We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. All right, Skip, let's discuss your Cowboys. Reports are that Mike McCarthy will become the Cowboys' play caller. This, of course, after the team parted ways with Kellen Moore. Jerry Jones confirmed those reports. Yes, indeed. He was talking to Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News yesterday. Take a listen. This is the logical step to build on it and use what... Uh, we've established, or if you will, the foundation of the wins we've got. This is a time for us to build on it, and that's what this is. This is a building step. You, uh, Offensively, will it? Will you keep the same offense, or will you go back to what Mike used to run in Green Bay? Uh, it will be, I'm sure, with added nuances of the times, but more importantly, the personnel. But it will uh, be, uh, 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 in principle, 
the way he operated in Green Bay, which I'm sure he'll tell you evolved. Skip, you've had some time to let this one marinate some. How are you feeling about this situation yeah. now? Yeah, how you feel about the way? <laughs> more Jerry Hocus Pocus, more phony baloney. I don't even know what he's talking about yeah. half the time. A building step. Uh, a building step? <laughs> where, where did that come from? You okay. like the hat, Jerry? Where? You like the hat? I did kind of like the hat. Made him look a little younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did think about this last night. Okay. And it finally hit me just before I went to bed. You know what? Let's do this. Mike McCarthy, you are on. Okay. And you're on the hot seat because I want you to show us that all those years that you call plays mm-hmm. for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers will make you more qualified than Kellen Moore was. That all those years in Green Bay will allow you to take our offense with the Dallas Cowboys up a whole nother, nother level from Kellen Moore, who simply over his four years was second only to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's offense in points scored and yards gained. Second over four years to Kansas City's offense. I want you, Mike, to show us. You're on. You got us. Show us that you can make Dak Prescott a little better than Aaron Rodgers was the year that you went on that road wild card run to a Super Bowl. That was 12 years ago, right? Or, yeah, we're going 13. Let's call it 13 years ago. Show us you can do that because – I said the moment that we this story broke, I told you it's clear to me that Mike McCarthy just won the power struggle with Kellen Moore. Right. And Stephen Jones confirmed yesterday, yes, they had philosophical clashes. Well, duh, they were going to because here came Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I'm, I want to be the Cowboy head coach. And Jerry and Stephen telling you're going to be the head coach, but but you can't have anything to do with the offense because we're going to keep Kellen Moore. Right. Well, I don't think he loved it. I think that was a tough pill for him to swallow. Right. And he had to sit there and watch Kellen Moore, and I'm sure behind closed doors, he began to say, oh, let's try that. No, 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 let's try. Right. How about, no, 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 this is the way I do it, right? Right. Okay, so now now you're on. And what what I love about this is, This is going to speed a conclusion one way or the other about Mike McCarthy because Mm -hmm. next year you want to talk about a hotter and hotter seat every NFL Monday. I cannot wait to come in here and sit across from you and critique what Mike McCarthy called the day before because he wanted this. He won the power struggle. Philosophical differences. Kellen Moore is now coaching Justin Herbert with the Chargers. I told you right out of the box, I, I like the Chargers to win the AFC next year just because of that move right there. Okay. I'll be rooting for the Chargers because I root for Kellen Moore because he was not the problem. My quarterback was the problem. Kellen Moore didn't miss a single throw at San Francisco. He called plays that had CD open deep twice, that had Michael Gallup wide open deep at the end of the game. Could have changed my life with one throw on the money. And it was way off the mark. So in the end, I'm saying, thank you, Jerry. You 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 put your man, your 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 new brother-in-law, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> you put him on the hottest seat because we get to see if he can turn my offense into Green Bay's Super Bowl offense. Mike, are you going to be our catalyst? Are you going to be our missing ingredient? I say a big no to that. I say we will miss Kellen Moore, but I'm happy that please drop the Mike McCarthy is on the hottest seat because he got what he wanted. And I'm saying I'm going to sit back and critique.
Here we go. Well, I skip. I remember when he got the job, you were thinking, well, I wonder if he's going to. Because at this time, I think Kellen Moore was interviewing for the head coach he job was. at Boise State. Yep. He was interviewing for some other he, job. He did. But he ended up coming back because I think you thought all along, okay, well, he's going to call the plays. But they said, no, we're going to keep it the same because Kellen Moore has been in Dak ears for the last several years. And we don't want to. And I thought. I thought Dak loved it, or Dak yes. always just pledged allegiance to him. Go yeah. ahead. So, but Skip, so when I look at it, okay, he called plays in Green Bay and he got fired. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dak Prescott right now is as good as Aaron Rodgers was at that point in time? No. Wait, which point? Like 2010? Like like Super Bowl Aaron? Yeah. Super Bowl MVP? This is a joke. <laughs> Skip, Go ahead. in 2018, Mike McCarthy went 6 9 and 1. Yep. They had Devontae Adams. Do you think C.D. Lamb is the equivalent of Devontae Adams? Unfortunately, I don't. Okay, they had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams just rushed for 15 touchdowns. That year, Mm -hmm. Aaron Jones had eight touchdowns, 782 yards. They also had Jimmy Graham, Randall Cobb, MVS, Robert Tanyan, and uh, Mercedes Lewis. You know what? That's loaded. That, that is. And he went 6 that, That's pretty special yes. what you just described right there. People don't realize how much talent Green yeah. Bay had. That's a good with point. With Bakhtiari, with yeah. that offensive yeah. line. And he got fired calling plays. Okay, we're about to find out. Because I believe it had more to do with Aaron Rodgers than your play calling. Now you get an opportunity because I don't believe your quarterback is as talented as Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe your wide receiver is as good as, as, as uh, uh, Devontae. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the auxiliary pieces. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, Pollard. But your bell cow back, the guy that you paying $16 million, look at what the guys that's in the Super Bowl, Skip. Look at their running backs. They play, I mean, I think uh, uh, Kansas City, I saw a stat, Kansas City playing their three running backs like $7, 8000000 million. Uh, 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 Philadelphia playing their running backs like $5, 6000000 million. Yep. They pay Zeke $16 million. <laughs> Two teams in the Super Bowl, and their running backs don't cost as much as one of your back that's in the cow at Dallas. Mm. Mike McCarthy, look, I don't believe, I don't believe it was Kellen Moore's fault. That last play in Seattle, notwithstanding, I know it left a lot of it. I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? Zeke at center? You mean in San Francisco? In San Francisco, yeah. the last play they yeah. called in San Francisco. Yeah. When Zeke was at well, center. I mean, it was just an embarrassment. But I, I, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that. But what about the other four years of calling plays where y'all got second in points and second in yards? At some point in time, your quarterback got some t- – the really good ones can overcome a bad play call. That's what the really good ones can do. You think Andy Reid is right on the money every time he calls a damn play for Patrick Mahomes? Well, I got to tell you. About half the time, the best plays he makes are outside the pocket, just playing backyard script, football. Yes, seriously. But that's what the that's, Skip. That's what the really good quarterbacks yeah. can do. That's not Kellen Moore's fault. That Dak has seven straight games where he threw it directly to the other team. <laughs> and three of those games, they were pick sixes. It's not his fault. But Jerry said a lot of things in his interview. But they're going to draft a quarterback. Nice but he got the utmost confidence in Dak, and the reason why we were here because of Dak. Yep. But I, I hate the fact that we didn't take a quarterback over the last couple of years. That don't sound like a guy that's really confident in his quarterback, Skip. I don't know how you read that. He's, oh, uh, he's, he's said a lot of things about how we misread the team. They're talking about taking another Dak in the third or fourth round. You but, know? but he said how we misread the tea leaves. And we've seen a lot of the contenders over the last couple of years invest heavily and win it. Jerry, okay, you keep developing players. And in 28 years, you haven't been back to the NFC Championship game. If you just said that there, you have no idea the size of the check that I would write to win that Super Bowl one last time, mm. you might want to try the other team's way. Because they seem to be having success. You're talking about, well, they pay for it down the road. You paying for it. You've been kicking the can down the road for 28 years, and they got a damn thing to show for it. Okay, but how, <laughs> how does he have local, like, inner circle bragging rights when he goes to dinner with, with his and Gene's friends in yeah. Dallas? What are his biggest bragging rights from? 
I run the draft. Yes. I have final say. I make the pick. Right. I picked CeeDee Lamb. It was my call. He, right? got, he got the most valuable. His, his team is more valuable than the Eagles and the Rams and all these other teams. But And since Skip, that's why he can hang his hat and do it his way. There is no repercussions. He's still going to have the most, the most valuable franchise. He's still going to serve the most merchandise. <laughs> so what incentive, Skip, if I can do that, what incentive do I have to try and win the Super Bowl, if I'm still going to do, you see what the Monday night game did? 40 plus million. You do what the uh, Thanksgiving the, the, Day game The playoff game. Playoff game. Yes. You see that? Skip, so what's every, my incentive? Year, well, you know what's going to happen. And he can sell you right back. We just went 12 and 5 and 12 and 5. Yeah. And, and you know what I respond to? And what did you do against San Francisco twice? Right. To, two years in a row. You laid two of the biggest right. eggs this franchise has ever laid in playoff games, back-to-back years against the same team. I thought the ultimate goal, because you say you don't have your mortality, you've come in face-to-face with it, was to hold that trophy one more time. Look at it like you did Stephen when, 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 when Gene gave birth <laughs> to Stephen and Charlotte yeah. and Jerry Jr., that's the way you looked at that. Yep. I thought that's what you wanted to do. But if you okay with 12-5, and five, mm-hmm. if you okay with having the most valuable franchise in all of pro sports, yep. Have at it. Mm. But you probably need to change it. Well, Skip, after 28 years of doing something one way and not getting the results that you've seen you've had before, you would think, what company, Skip, will do something the exact same way? Hell, even McDonald's added chicken tenders and chicken strips now. Mm-hmm. Even Popeye's added a chicken sandwich. Well, well, they have to because the competition is just cutthroat. Okay, the competition. Is- it's cutthroat in his league, except he could sell you back. Yeah, but we're the most valuable team in the world. Yes! How are you the most valuable team? Well, we're the most interesting team. Yes. More people love and hate us than any other team in the league. So our TV ratings are number one. That's what he'd sell back to. There are a lot of teams that's gotten multiple Super Bowls. As a matter of fact, what you call them got six of them. Since you last won one. The Broncos got three. The Ravens got two. I mean, since you last won, there are a lot of teams that got Super Bowls in, in your division. Yep. Okay, go this direction with me. Because you know what used to happen in Green Bay. They, they, were, they took the West Coast. I'm, I'm going back to your brother, you know, yeah. like at the end of your brother's run. Yeah. They, they, they became a West Coast offense team because Andy Reid was a disciple of oh, the yeah, West yeah, Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Holmgren. Yeah, okay? yeah, Mike, yeah. It, it started with Bill, the great Bill Walsh, yeah. close friend of mine. Mike was uh, up under Bill. He, he was. Coach Walsh. So it came from there. Yes. And remnants of it were passed down to Mike McCarthy. Right. Okay. My point to you is. Dak, you better be ready because yeah. they're going to change it all. They're going to go back to whatever he was calling in Green Bay, and all, all the, the language will change. Right. All, all the, the, the symbols will change. Right. Everything changes. Right. You're going to start over with the new offense, Mr. Prescott, that you've never seen before. Because Mike McCarthy was the tight end coach under Paul Hackett was. in Kansas City. Yep. So he brought his that yep. West Coast. Paul, Paul Hackett loved Mike McCarthy. Yeah. But anyway, he, he, he knew him from Pitt and Pittsburgh because Mike's from Pitt. Okay, go but, ahead. But it seems to me, Skip, if you look at Tampa, you look at the Rams, you look at the Eagles, they added substantial talent via free agency. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys seems to be unwilling to do it that way. They want to continue to build through the draft. And that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But if there's a piece, we see pieces that end up Hassan Reddick. Did he not impact the NFC Championship game? Did Von Miller the year before? I, I'm just saying, Von Miller changed life for the Rams. I don't care what you say. You can tell me Jay Ram. You can tell me what, whatever. Yeah. Who else? Well, you can tell me Matt Stafford. Right. That was a big move yes. for them. 
But listen, Von Miller was the difference maker yeah. and, and probably would have been in Buffalo this year if he had not gotten hurt. Look at the impact A.J. Brown had yeah. on, on. It is huge. Ch- changed life. Yeah. Just, and you get yeah. a Bradbury. Right. And you get a Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, l- look at Tampa Bay, the Suckineers. And you get Tom Brady. You okay. get Tom. You Did add Atlanta Fournette, who played, re- who played really well. And Antonio Brown. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Gronk. Gronk. Okay. It, they went outside the draft to. Yes. And in Dominican Sue. Yep. You mm-hmm. added key pieces. JPP. Be- yeah, they're you- all. I know. I, I got it. Everybody else is doing it except my team. <laughs> and my team is Jerry. I got final sale on the draft. I got this. He does. Right? Yeah. Okay. And, and he's, there are those great stats out there that the Dallas Cowboys over the – this is – we're going back two years now. Yeah. But, but over the previous ten years, mm-hmm. all the way up through – it would be 2010 to 2020. Yeah. Dallas drafted the second best to guess who – Casey. The Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay? And by the way, the Chiefs just keep that Brett Veach. He just keeps on keeping on nailing the Cause draft. Because all, all, their, all their guys they're drafting are contributing. They're okay. playing, starting. All right, but they got one big advantage over my team. Andy Reid went up in the first round of the draft <laughs> and the took a quarterback, quarterback who is arguably the best quarterback playing right now. Right. And, and he's going to try, in your point of view, to make a GOAT case right. at some point yes. because he's that talented. About, yeah. My quarterback is not that talented. No. He was a fourth-round pick who, in the biggest moments, plays like a fourth-round pick. Correct. That's the problem. I got seven years' body of work. You keep telling me yeah. he's, he's, he's what that, he is. He is what he's, he is. Okay? He's middle-of-the-pack Dak. Okay? It ha- will, will play calling change that? Well, I hope so. You, show me. Show me, do it, Mike. Well, you're definitely gonna get. You need you need more, more receivers than CD, because if you look at the West Coast, you need multiple guys, two, three guys that are tremendous run after the catch. Well, speaking and of draft, CD was, is that they banked heavily on their third round pick, Jalen Tolbert. Skip the bank. They banked, he dress. He, he he wasn't dressing at the end of the year. They tried and they failed. And I fear, I, I don't want to condemn the kid too quickly, but, but it feels like they swung and missed. Yeah. That's what they think. Well, he's going to have to have a bounce back. He's going to have to go back to the lab yep. in this offseason because they're counting on him. They got rid of Amari. Skip, he said he had no regrets about getting, getting rid of Amari, but the guys that he had didn't step up. Well, you have regrets. Yeah, did you, so you thought Noah Brown. You thought Noah Brown was going to fill Amari's okay, shoe. Remember, to, to Jerry's credit, he did get infatuated with Odell, but – the problem was Odell just wasn't ready. I'm right. seeing the new video of Odell, right. and he looks like he's running straight ahead. God bless yeah, him. Yeah, but, but, but he wasn't ready to help my team this year. Yeah, Skip. And the receivers rare, very rarely run straight ahead. It's a lot of cutting. <laughs> it's a lot of in and out. It's yeah. a lot of break, plant, uh, cut. A whole lot. I mean, that's, that's more than half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> well. And the okay, competition Mike. in your division oh. does not help, Well, Skip. we went from the not least to the beast. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because I don't, I don't, I don't think that the, the Eagles are going to take a step back. No. And the Giants look like they're coming. Ooh, I agree. It's going to be fun to watch next season.